Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview again, Dr. Ron Dick, Associate Professor of Sports Marketing at Duquesne University in the School of Business. So as a reminder, Ron has worked for 20 years in sports, including 15 years in the NBA, six years in the Nets, and then five years in the NCAA. So Ron, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, Julian. Excited to be with you today. Great. So Ron, what I want to talk to you about, and there's a lot to cover, I think. Uh, we'll talk first about the new Netflix TV show called The Quarterback. And then we'll talk about the NFL training camp starting this week. And then we'll talk about the MLB uh, picking and draft. And of course, we'll talk about the NBA Summer League and the uh, free agency signings. And then we'll talk about the college campus coming alive early August uh, with a four sports uh, starting. So, and then we'll talk, of course, about Messi arrivals in the MLS. He's got the two first games, uh, two victories. And then lastly, we'll talk about the situation of Mpape at PSG. So how does it sound? Sounds great, Julian. Let's kick it out. Great. So look, the first topic I want to discuss, you want to discuss, is the new Netflix TV show called The Quarterback, which kind of give you behind the scene of what's going on with some of the biggest quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So what is your take right. on that? Well, it's getting rave reviews. It, it, it fundamentally looks at three quarterbacks from starting a training camp of 2022, and then it climaxes with Patrick Mahomes winning the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's Marcus Mariota with Atlanta. Yeah. It's Kirk Cousins with the Vikings, and they interview their wives a lot. You get behind uh, the, the children that are happening. They get uh, behind the scene uh, dealing with trainers. They've, they've really somehow had great audio on, on the actual field they have. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you've never worked for a team or you've, you've never played football or you really feel like you're on the inside lo looking out and, I think if you walk away with a little more uh, sensitivity, uh, yes, the money's super big. It's 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 fabulous to make that kind of money uh, yeah. in a short amount of time. But uh, you have an understanding that these guys also ha have families. And uh, the ebb and flow of the big wins and the big losses. Uh, Kurt Cousins seems like he's getting hit all the time. He's constantly yes, that's right. uh, mo moaning about, you know, oh, this and that, which I'm sure these hits are, they're vicious. Yep. But uh, Patrick Mahomes' greatness seems to be very apparent. And I didn't realize this at the time, but Marcus Mariota, he, he just basically quit the team once he was demoted, but happened simultaneously as his wife was giving birth to the first child, he decided just to have surgery and not rejoin the team, even on the sidelines. And now I hear he's going to be the backup quarterback with the Philadelphia Eagles for, uh, for them. So for Jalen hurts. So that yeah. I highly recommend uh, the listeners that like sports to, to watch the Netflix uh, show, the quarterback. And there was, yeah, I watched it too. And, and what, what, for me, one of my uh, favorite parts was, when Patrick Mahomes was talking about the fact that he 
he actually booked an Airbnb for his family three right. months before the Super Bowl. So that's confident. Say he was confident. Yeah, and then then he it was funny. Then he said, "Hey, the prices have gone crazy. I'm so glad I locked it in." Yeah, way back. Okay, in, we got a July nice contract. August. Yeah, so yeah, that that was funny, and uh, he seemed to be price sensitive on that, which there's nothing wrong with that. But he probably was going to go either way, right? He might be going yeah. to the Super Bowl, uh, whether he was in it or not. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Gronkowski, right? Uh, for the Patriots, who kind of famously said. All his, you know, the I guess all his expenses were paid by endorsement deals. He would didn't mm-hmm. even use his salary when he was uh, a player for the Patriots. Well, right? that so, seems that that seems fundamentally smart too. Like that, that's a great way you sock away all your 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 money. And he was one of the highest paid tight ends in football, especially at the end. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean they can they can make a decent amount of money in endorsement deals. So that that uh, I'm sure he's able to feed his family. Uh, he's still a single guy, you know, as far as I know, right. and he, uh, he seems to like that lifestyle. So, uh, yeah, that's not a lot of overhead and, uh, Hey, that, that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, talking about the money part of it, I mean, obviously the classic uh, show on that is the, the show streaming out there on all sorts of devices called broke. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. About how, how can someone blow a hundred million dollars over 10 years? Well, it's, it's a lot easier than you think, believe it or not. Yep. Yeah, especially if you got like twenty cousins or cousins asking you for a paycheck every month. Yes, your posse that joins you, and uh, I highly recommend Broke as a documentary to watch. And uh, today is the day that is the healthiest for all NFL players. Training camp's yep. going to start today or tomorrow, and uh, in different cities, and they're all healthy. Once they start practicing, you know, then then we get the, they get into the grind of the brutal. Football season, uh, injuries happen. You know, there's a big difference between being hurt and being and being injured. Uh, a lot of the guys play through hurt and pain, obviously, in the NFL and in hockey and yeah. sports, too. But you shouldn't play injured. And, and we have to uh, we have to very much decide what's the difference. And only the player and the trainers can decide that. Yeah, and in fact, I'm going to go to uh, on Sunday. I got invited by the Giants to attend the uh, NFL, uh, the Giants training camp in New Jersey. So I can tell you, my kids are pretty excited about it. I'm excited about it just to see the players. I'll tell you what, Julian, I want to come back as one of your kids one day. I mean, they get to go to Vegas and watch the summer NBA camps. Then I'm in a then an NFL camp. I mean, you're getting them out there. They're well traveled. Yeah, I mean, look, I, they're young, so I just want to expose them to uh, all those those teams and events, and I think it's fun. They like sports, so I'm happy to do it for them. So Yeah, well, you'll notice there'll be about 80 guys or so in helmets and pads, and then uh, after a couple uh, weeks, there'll be cut downs, and then they got to get the 53, right? By the time the yeah. home opener or the opening game takes place in the NFL, you got to be down to 53. So it's uh, – you're going to see a lot of people out there uh, yeah. when, when you go this week. For sure. Hey, uh, the next topic you wanted to discuss was the MLB picking and draft. So what was your your take on the whole draft? And, and, and Well, you, know. you, were, you were out there in Vegas, you know, which is our first look at the, uh, the guys professionally. And uh, you thought Wemby from, uh, from France and with the Spurs, he looked pretty good. I mm-hmm. do notice a trend that a lot of the free agents are staying home. For example, 
the Mavericks re-signed uh, Kyrie Irving, Golden yep. State, Traymond Green, Milwaukee, Chris Middleton, the Hornets, uh, LaMelo Ball, and Portland, Jeremy, Jeremy uh, Grant. They all stayed home and signed, re-signed with their teams. Yep. We recently had the contracts of Anthony Edwards, and you might remember him from uh, Adam Sandler's Love Letter to Basketball called Hustle, Hustle. also on Netflix yep. about being a 76er scout. He re-signed with Minnesota for five years, 260. That lasted all about 24 hours. <laughs> and then just yeah. recently, uh, they made it to the finals. Jalen Brown, $61 million a year, five years for uh, 304. Uh, he'll be a free he'll he'll be a free agent when he's 31. So this isn't his last contract. Yeah. So his agent, Jason uh Glushman, Glush home, he uh represents Trevor Booker, uh True Holiday, Al Horford, and he got some big money. Joe Johnson, he got some big money for those guys also. Yeah. So man, I wish that guy would represent me. I, I got a feeling mm-hmm. players are gonna flock to this guy and his management company. Yeah. for handling his contract because uh congratulations to Jalen Brown who you know he's a really good player he's he's not a first team uh, NBA he's not second team NBA he's got some holes in his games ball handling skills are a little bit a uh, little bit not at the highest level but hey he's getting paid 304 for five years God bless him now I gotta ask you though the next question for the Celtics is what about Jason Tatum? Are they going to, it feels like they're going to have to pay more than that then. And what about the salary cap situation? I think he's up in one more year. So he'll be a free agent next year. And uh, he certainly wants more than 304 over five. Can they afford though to have two guys at like 300 million and then another guy maybe at three over 300? As we mentioned before in previous podcasts, it's all about the basketball related income. They, the, the teams, have to spend upwards to 53% of the BRI. You know, what goes in the BRI? Well, you know, television, ticket sales, NBA properties. The growth area, I don't believe, is in the United States. It's in Europe and Asia in particular. So the the NBA home office keeps growing that revenue stream. And that's why the salaries are going up. You know, make no mistake. The owners are still turning a profit now. Yeah, they're uh, they're not they're not in the red. Right. I mean, they're 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 in the black and they're doing well. So uh, I'm happy for the players. But that was negotiated way in advance. The whole BRI stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, going back to Wemby, uh, yes, you're right. I was there at the uh, NBA Summer League. I did not get a chance to see Wemby. Why? Because the day I was there, that's when Popovich and his staff decided to take him out for the entire NBA League Summer League. But oh, okay. I have to say, the first game, you know, nine points. Some people were kind of underwhelmed by that, but I think the, the pressure got to him. And then the second game, right, 27 points. and And I think people are really... Uh, took notice and they realized, you know, he's a real deal. I think he's a real deal. So, right. You think, is he going to be a, an NBA all star? I think so. Uh, is he going to win some NBA titles? I think there's potential there. So, I've got big hopes. I'm French. Maybe I'm not objective, but I got to root for him. So, of course. Of course. I mean, it's too early to tell, obviously. And, uh, you know, physically, it's just, yes, he's very thin. But, uh, boy, his talent is – the way he moves for a man that size is amazing. Yeah. Um, that, that hype. That makes sense. Um, 
So I know you also wanted to talk about uh, the college campus, right? Right. Uh, coming alive early August with the full sports starting, right? So uh, what's the latest update on that? Well, I mean, it's it's some of these college campuses this time of the year, uh, especially in college towns. Yeah. Uh, here in Pittsburgh, you know, we're we're known for uh, med and ed. We're known for medicine and we're known for education. So you, know, you yeah. can definitely see the traffic die down between, let's say, May 15th and August 20th. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it comes back alive. And uh, we got volleyball coming back in early August, women's volleyball. We've got both soccers, we got football and uh, they move into the dorms and all of a sudden you see a lot of traffic and you see a lot of uh, buzz in the air a little bit. I'm really happy that they only do uh, practice once a day, the football guys, you know, back in the day it was, you know, two a days and uh, now it's more film and then they practice on the field. We've yeah. had some deaths in previous years. Uh, the great offensive lineman at Ohio State, then on with the Minnesota Vikings, Corey Stringer. Uh, the heat exhaustion is real, and um, so that's 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 something that's improved uh, on the college campus. But it 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 gets exciting. It gets exciting to be here uh, on a campus at Duquesne. That's great. Uh, hey, um, the next topic, obviously, I want to talk to you about is. Uh, a few days ago, right, Messi, who uh, mm-hmm. signed with the MLS and Inter Miami, right, uh, was actually at, at Miami a few days, you know, a few days ago, and you could feel the excitement, right. So the first game, you had LeBron James, Serena Williams, the Kardashian. I mean, the whole town was there to watch him, right. And of course, the script was perfect because at the very last minute, uh, Messi scored a free kick. You know, typical Messi, right. So that's the right. first win. Then the second game, which was last night, they won 4-0 against Atlanta, which is a really usually a pretty good team. And mm-hmm. then, of course, Messi scored two goals. He's got some assists. So I think the question is, is he going to do well? No question. Now, can the Inter-Miami make the playoffs? It's still TBD. I think they have a chance if they keep going like this. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, it was kind of a strike of genius from uh, David Beckham and the ownership of Inter-Miami to sign him. Well, it's certainly electric, and uh, for him, the most recent game, he he was in on every score, right? He did two himself, and he assisted on the other two for four total. He's uh, he's he's as advertised, and uh, I'm sure your TV ratings are going crazy in the MLS. Yeah, you mentioned in the green room, people are moving to Miami. That's cause, right, because he, he plays there, and I don't know how long his contract is. Uh, is it a one year deal? I think it's more than a year. Uh, it's probably like a two year contract, but um, yeah, and I, but the big thing is his family is happy. They're really happy because in Paris for PSG, uh, they were not happy. So I think uh, the two options were going to Saudi Arabia, and his wife said, no, I'm not going. Second option was to go to Miami, which is closer to South America, right? In Argentina, mm-hmm. they speak Spanish over there. So it sure. was a perfect spot, right? Yes. Yeah, it seems like a good fit for how many years we'll have to see. Yeah, uh, he's been doing it for a long term, you know, for quite a while now. Uh, he's in his mid thirties. Is that true? Yeah, uh, his mid thirties, and he's the world champion. He won the World Cup recently, and uh, he's still. I think he's still got a lot to give. And the MLS, no disrespect, but I think he's going to do really well. Uh, this is not, you know, the the Champions League or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I think he'll do really, really well here. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So it, it can only help the MLS. That's for sure. 
Yep. Uh, and then, uh, well, the other topic I want to discuss with you, actually, there's two more. There's one more I want to get your thoughts. But the next one is uh, Mpape, right? He's a star player for Paris Saint-Germain. And mm -hmm. uh, next year, right, is is uh, is free to go. Uh, his contract mm -hmm. with PSG is going to expire, which means that mm -hmm. PSG could lose him for free for zero dollars. And he, of course, he wants to go to Real Madrid. And this mm -hmm. is why there's been some tensions apparently behind closed doors between him and management from PSG because they don't want to leave, let him go for free. So uh, yesterday, a few days ago, there was an offer that came in from Saudi Arabia, of course, for three hundred million dollars. And mm -hmm. it's funny because there were some NBA players like Janis and other ones who are who said, "Look, I'm available. I can go to Saudi Arabia for 300 million." Um, right. So, and though uh, so so Mbappe tweeted back at Janis and said, "Hey, uh, you know, lots of emojis smiling, right?" And apparently right. he turned it down. So, it look I understand from the PSG standpoint, you don't want to let your best player go for free, but mm -hmm. uh, it's a tricky situation, right? It's got to be tricky. Right. Right. Well, for some of our casual listeners in the area of soccer, P PSG stands for Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I mean, you you obviously are more attuned to what's going on in that situation than I am, but you know, it, it, what is uncommon to most of us here is the buying and selling of players and renting players out. You had yeah. that happen with the Galaxy with Bendit like Beckham. Uh, he would he was he was rented out back to England and then they got some of their money back the galaxy so that's yeah. a very common thing that uh with soccer around the world that quite frankly here in the United States I don't think that we're as in tuned in in what that is and how that all works what if the player gets injured you know things of that nature so yeah it does seem like Saudi Arabia is throwing a lot of money at a lot of different athletes and a lot of different sports and uh wow to make that kind of money and just play there for maybe a year or two yeah, I mean, you you can live almost anywhere, and I realize they have a lot of human rights issue, issues that are just very disturbing, and uh, the women are not treated properly over there for sure. So uh, all that has to be worked out, but they certainly are throwing money around in every sport, and some people go for it, and some people don't. Yeah, and then just to finish on that, you're right. Uh, my personal take on the situation with PSG, I think mm -hmm. they're trying to put pressure on Real Madrid to pay mm -hmm. up and pay something because Real Madrid knows they can get in for free next year. So that's right. why they're saying we are listening to Saudi Arabia. They even listening to Barcelona, which is the, the enemy, right? Of Real Madrid. Right. So right. I think they're just trying to play a game, but I, I personally think that they're going to let him go uh, to Real Madrid this year, but they're going to have to pay something, whether it's 50 million or hundred million, who knows, but they're not going to let him go for free. It feels very similar to what's going on with the California, uh, angels right the la angels with otani you know he's the babe yeah. ruth he hits he yeah. pitches he does it all well he's a free agent come october 15th yeah uh, november 1st he's free free he can go anywhere he wants you know a lot of people are speculating he's going to go to seattle where ishiro was uh should they trade him so that they get something for him yeah but then what complicates it is they're almost in the playoffs right now. And of course, mm -hmm. Mike Trout got injured, which made, which seems to be common, unfortunately for him from uh, Millville, New Jersey, right outside of Philly. He, uh, you know, should they just try to make the playoffs? And then, and if you get in the playoffs, then, Hey, why, why can't we win the world series or should we trade him now? And yeah. Artie Marino, the owner 
who spent a lot of money out there with the Angels, he and the GM are going back and forth. Uh, what should we do with him? So if they just if they don't make the playoffs and they just let his contract expire, I think they'll look backwards and say, wow, we could have got this top prospect and this top prospect that could really help us into the future. Yeah. I mean, imagine like the Yankees getting a, a Tani or some of these people that are trying to make the play, these teams that are trying to make the playoffs. Yeah. So they are really betwixt and between, and they're vacillating back and forth what to do with Otani. So this situation with PSG seems very similar to that. Yeah, the one thing I'll say, I think you're right. Uh, I was meeting an MLB team. I, I won't disclose the name of that team, uh, but mm-hmm. a week ago. And I asked him about this player, and they said, uh, well, I think he's going to go to the West Coast. He wants to stay on the West Coast. That's, uh-huh. that's what he likes. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the speculation, they thought he was going to go to the, the Giants. The San Francisco uh-huh. Giants. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, every single team wants to get him, right? Uh, but it's... their feedback was, I think he'll stay on the West Coast because that's why that's why he likes to be. So we'll see, right? Right. Well, uh, guess what? Once once uh, November first goes, he can go any team he wants. If he wants to narrow it just to the West Coast and maybe be maybe be uh, American League, National League, you know, there's lots of teams to pick from. Yeah. That's exactly right. Hey, very last topic. I didn't mention the green room, but I was watching this documentary about Magic Johnson mm-hmm. on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. But just this week, uh, Magic actually Magic Johnson announced that he's he's a part owner of the Washington Commanders, an NFL team. And right. when he announced it, it was very very emotional as a as a black man, right, African American. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, of course, you know, he's already part owner of the LA Dodgers, the mm-hmm. Sparks in the WNBA. And right. he's building an empire, right? But for yes. African American to to partially own an NFL team, that right. was a big deal for him. What what's your yeah. take on that? Uh, Magic seems to be a crossover into different markets. Probably one of the best businessmen after my playing days are over. Uh, I remember when he signed a couple of years into the league, and of course, there's all those LA. Uh, Prime time and Showtime and all that, that those where we break it down from Magic gets drafted in '79 and they go on to beat the Sixers his rookie year. Yeah, Bird Bird gets the rookie of the year, but Magic won the trophy. Uh, yeah, for the championship, the uh, he signed twenty five million dollars for twenty five years. Like even one after the year. Yeah, yeah. Year, and yeah. It, it really alienated his teammates. That was more than what Kareem was making at the time. Oh, wow. And that, you know, set some bad feelings. He was always going to dinner with the owner, Jerry Buss, and that created some divide in the locker room. Um, you know, are you, on, are you on the player's union side? Or are you on the owner's side? So yeah. that was one thing that happened. And then um, the the AIDS situation, HIV positive. I'll never forget that. Um, that was in November of 91. At first they were just calling it a flu. Uh, I was working with the Sixers at the time and they had a press conference and yeah. they all were, they all were there, Jerry West, Jerry Buss. Uh, and you know, there were tears, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there were tears like, cause we, at that point we thought it was a death sentence. And, um, here is a guy just beloved by everybody. I mean, who doesn't like Magic Johnson? I mean, what a personality. Yeah. And uh, he was, it stayed dormant and he was able to survive that. Yeah. And 
that uh, was really scary. And then he came back and played in the 92 All-Star game. And he played in uh, Barcelona with yep. the Olympic team. And That's there was right. a there was a real feeling there. Like, what if there was a famous uh, collision at the rim with Isaiah Thomas and Carl Malone, where yes. basically Carl Malone just carved up uh, Isaiah Thomas's face with a with an elbow and uh, blood flew everywhere. And yep. the question was, would you let Magic Johnson play basketball in the backyard with your your child. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people said no. So uh, some people felt uncomfortable about him playing. Obviously, nothing was uh, no, no one got um, the disease because they played basketball with him, which really feels ignorant now looking backwards. But at yeah. the time, there, there was a lot of concern for that. Yeah. But as far as being uh, a, a businessman, I would put him, Junior Bridgman, uh, play with the Milwaukee Bucks and his numbers retired in the rafters uh very very good at understanding how business works and uh he did a lot with junior bridgman did with qsr quick quick service restaurants mcdonald's wendy's mm -hmm. wendy's etc so so yeah I, I think it's wonderful that magic got a piece of the commanders and uh he's got in all the other places i mean he seems like he does have the midas touch right everything he touches turns to uh, gold so yeah that's great that's great news yeah, and uh, the great comments and my, you know, because I watched the documentary right on Magic on Apple TV. One thing he said when I retired right from basketball, mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I don't have anything to do all day, because when right. he was a basketball player, uh, you know, everything was spent for the day, and all of a right. sudden he had nothing to do. So the first yeah. thing he did was he called all of his buddies, like CEOs of like American Express and Starbucks. Right, you know? right. And, and then the first thing that one of the guys said to him is, "Okay, I'm going to sign you up for the Wall Street Journal." I'm going to sign you up for uh, right. Fortune magazine. And he started reading all right. those things, right? And he said, look, now mm -hmm. I got to get an office. Then all of a sudden he goes to an office every day. Then he gets right. up at 4 o'clock in the morning every single day. Yes. And, and he said, look, nothing was easy for him. Um, but the one yeah. thing he was smart about was to give back to the community, right? And, right. and like you know, the, the theaters in those communities where nobody wanted to go. Right. And I just anecdote on that. He said, when he decided to build those theaters in those neighborhoods, he called like the two gangs to sit at the table and say, guys, uh, you know, I don't want any trouble here. I'll even hire your guys. They can co work for me. And so I think it was just, uh, and he's got the ability, right, to reach to people and, and have them listen to him, which some people would not even listen to him, but that's magic, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he, he, the movie theaters were definitely uh, coming out of Hollywood that was that was an area that he saw growth uh and 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 he took it he took it and ran with it and uh and then it just explored in the, exploded in other areas he uh i don't know what his major was at michigan state and i know he only went two years and i'll assume he didn't finish at michigan state but uh he had all these connections yeah because because of who he was the championships and his personality and he yeah. used them i mean it was it was reciprocity. It was a win-win situ situation. Like he helped the inner cities. He he had connections to all the stars that were courtside, yep. and uh, everybody benefited from it. So ma Magic is definitely a, a model of, of how to handle your 
post-playing career. Now, you probably don't remember this, but he did come out of retirement, like 95, 96. I remember that, yes, I remember he was that. A, he, w- he was not in the same shape he was when he was er- earlier in his career, and he, and he tried to be the coach, too, and quite frankly, that didn't work out well. Uh, some yeah. of the greatest players don't make the best coaches because they get frustrated with the players. Like, why yeah. can't you do what I did? Well, because you're one of the greatest point guards of all time, and I'm not, yeah. so... That that didn't go well, you know. If we're telling the complete story, uh, and then he then he retired for good, I think in '95 or '96. So, uh, yeah, and of course, let's not forget Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael Jordan, oh, yeah. post playing days, post divorce, he uh, he definitely uh, took it to a whole new level too, as far as business is concerned. Yeah, thanks. For and I right. saw a documentary of of two North Carolina guys, uh, Jordan. And uh, Brad Doherty, who was two years after Jordan, he came out in the 86 draft, first pick in the draft, yeah. uh, getting involved in NASCAR. Yeah. And they broke barriers. Brad Doherty broke barriers. Obviously, the guy's 6'11", so he's not going to get in a car. But his yeah. team just won the Indy, the Indy 500. And, That's right. uh, yeah. and that had never happened before. So uh, to have a black ownership in NASCAR, which can only help the growth of the sport, and they need it right now. I mean, NASCAR numbers are down all over. Uh, People going to the track, people watching on television, uh, and that was used to be super hot brand loyalty. You know, my guys, my guys, Home Depot. I'm shopping at Home Depot. My guys, Lowe's. I'm going. I'm going to shop only at Lowe's. My guy's got Marlboro on his chest. I'm smoking Marlboros. I'm using Tide. You know, that as they turn left in all this uh, in in NASCAR and formula racing. So that was big news. Uh, Brad Doherty, not only having an ownership, because that was his first real love growing up in North Carolina. So uh, there was another any any of these milestones that, that break through the threshold of giving minority ownership and, and getting involved uh, is, is always good, good stuff. Yeah. And I would say one last comment on magic is that, and this is what Shaq said, right? Shaquille O'Neal said, because of magic, it kind of set a precedent for all of us, right? Then you got magic, you got LeBron James, because he just said, look, as you know, anybody can make it, Uh, you can have a successful career after Mm -hmm. you're done playing, like even Kobe, right? I'm sure you learned from, from magic as well. Oh, absolutely. Kobe would have gone on to make millions and millions of dollars years for years. Uh, he, he knew how to play it right, too. And and uh, he he won that uh, that award for something he had co-authored. And that was like a big deal, you know, in Hollywood when he yeah. did that. Now, he was getting into the Hollywood game a little bit uh, with some of the stuff he did. So, yeah, I mean, that's there's so many benefits to playing in, in California, especially L.A., if, if you want to go that route. Hey, Shaq and Charles Barkley are pretty darn good, and Kenny Smith pretty darn good post post playing days. I think these guys are making more money now. Uh, I oh, know yeah. they're making more money now than they did at playing. We could so, do a whole podcast on that post career. Absolutely, the most successful NBA players. Absolutely. So, I mean, not um, everybody's broke. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, hey, look, we we at the end of the the podcast, but uh, I really always enjoy talking to you. So, uh, uh, thanks again. My pleasure, Julian. Uh, I enjoyed it, too. I hope everybody's doing well out there. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. 
Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.